who were, actually she was the only woman who ever lived in a monastery. Welcome to the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a linguist. no idea. <laughs> I, love I didn't that. know you were, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? You must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy, play guitar, Jeff. It's a great day, but thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Wow, it is. An interesting day on the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. Ah, turn my headphones up. JiggyJaguar.com is the website. Check it out today. It's JiggyJaguar.com. We've got Jay Izzo just burning up the phones. We're going to get to Jay Izzo here in just a few moments. Good Lord. Let's get to Jay Izzo. My God, he is he is pumped up beyond belief today. <laughs> of course, now I won't pick the phone. There he is. <laughs> There's Jay Izzo. How are you, sir? Yes, there I There I be. Now, uh, let's... We're, pretty good, actually. We are going to... Uh, we're going to do something a little bit different today. Usually we have Jay Ezzo's, uh conversation uh, about social media at the end of the program. Uh, this week we're going to do it at the beginning of the program because I had to flip-flop uh, something with a guest. So um, we've got Jay Ezzo with us today. We also are going to have Brian Crabtree join us here in about 15 minutes here on Talk America Live, iHeartRadio, AMFM247.com as well. And... Uh, Jay, uh, we've we have we haven't been chatting with you for a couple of weeks. I know you've been off uh, yeah. soaking up the last few uh, few weeks of summer uh, because uh, well, well, it's on. coming. Hold, <laughs> it's coming to an on. end. Okay, I live. Okay, listeners, you don't know this, and and I do. Uh, so I live in North Carolina, and I am two hours from the beach. Yes. And so I, my, my wife and I have a beach place uh, down uh, near Wilmington, a little place called Carolina Beach that we enjoy. So it's always summer here. Yes. It never it, it never ends. And seriously, I, I would love to tell you, James, but I do, you know, I don't know if you know this, but I just got a notification on Facebook or something like that, that as of, I think it's actually today or yesterday, we've been doing this show now together for a year. Wow, it's pretty amazing. Isn't that pretty? That's pretty awesome, right? Pretty and amazing. I have done a number of these shows from Carolina Beach because I have a mobile studio that I take with me. Yes. And um, I do these shows quite often from Carolina Beach because every day is summer here in North Carolina. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. It is. It's pretty awesome. 
How are, how are things? How are you, by the way? Uh, pretty good, actually. Pretty good. We've just been extraordinarily busy trying to get things, uh, trying to get things going, trying to make things happen. It's uh, it's 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 been very entertaining, and uh, we've got Jay Izzo with us today, and we're gonna get and, the uh, we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna dive into the world of social media with our own internet doctor here. And um, the social media world is, uh, is, is very entertaining. It's very interesting. Uh, it is Jay Izzo. He's with us today. And uh, the anonymity of social media has enabled the millions of the socially inept to vent their self-important feelings with relative impunity. However, when one is part of a notable event, their conduct is equally notable and noticed. The oops factor, demonstrating a lack of sportsmanship and common sense, is one more manifest- manifestation. I can't get that out today. DFDMD, Digital Footprint and Mouth Sit Disorder, and uh, Jay Izzo with us today. Let's start with the social media stupid of the week, my friend. Jump in there. Yeah, so, you know, right now we've got the Little League World Series going on, and uh, Maverick, prior to this, we had the Junior Little League Softball World Series going on, and these are the juniors. And, you know, you work very hard. These young ladies work extraordinarily hard to become the best that they can, get in the best possible shape, become the best that they can do. These young women who are, you know, between, I guess, 12 and 14 years of age. Uh, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe I'm wrong, maybe it's 14 to 16. But anyway, these young women work very hard to get to where they go. Well, there happened to be this junior league, uh, game that happened between Atlee, Virginia and Kirkland, Washington. That was the semifinal game before the finals, and the game was highly tested. Matter of fact, coaches got thrown out for stealing signals and all sorts of things. The game was real intense, but Atlee, Virginia, prevailed and was selected to go to the final of the World Series game. Well, what did they do right after that game? Well, it seems that a handful of these young ladies decided to get on Snapchat and they decided to hold up their middle finger, and they they um, decided to curse at the Kirkland team that they just defeated, and uh, sent a little message. But you know how people do this thing? They say, oh, well, it's Snapchat. You know, it disappears. Well, guess what? It didn't disappear. Hmm. wonder how that happened, because somebody saw it that shouldn't have posted it. And what do you suppose happened to these Atlee, Virginia young ladies? They didn't get to play in the World Series. Not only did they not get to play in the finals, the team that they beat took their place. All because wow. they had to do something stupid on Snapchat. Now, let me just say something about this. I don't blame these kids as much as I blame the parents because I, t- I have been on radio shows across this country and TV shows and have said, parents... You've got to be involved with what your kids do on social media. Stop ignoring it. Stop turning your back to it. I don't blame them because kids are going to do what kids are going to do. If you, whatever you don't correct, you accept. And so don't, don't, you know what? They were wrong. They got punished for it. And the coaches whining, was whining, complaining that the punishment didn't fit the crime. You know what? Slap the parents. Don't, don't, don't slap the kids. So, uh, Atlee, West Virginia junior softball team uh, gets the social media stupid of the week. 
Absolutely amazing. And as Jay Izzo with us today, Got Social Mediology is the book. Using psychology to master social media for your business without spending a dime. Socialmediology.com is the official website. Jay Izzo with us today. Uh, this week in social media, manners and giving never goes out of style. And uh, who is the social media star of the week, my friend? LinkedIn is the star. And I'll tell you what's coming out. This is really cool. I, I really find sometimes social media will do something so cool. I go, whoa, I, would, I didn't see that coming because I'm pretty good. You know, I keep my pulse on all of this, but this one I never saw coming. And LinkedIn is rolling out, just getting started with a mentoring program. This is really cool. Listen, check this out. Gee, you're going to love this. So it's not fully rolled out to everyone yet, but there are a few people that they're testing this with, little mentors and mentees, and they've been hand-selected by LinkedIn to let the older, more experienced people connect and mentor the younger, unexperienced who are going into the same profession or just starting in the same profession or in the same career track. And I think this is really a cool idea because what LinkedIn is doing here is instead of creating this separation, which we so often see throughout our social media world and in the world in general, of you know ages, millennials versus baby boomers, whatever, right? LinkedIn is actually trying to find a way to bring those two groups together and to help them connect and actually teach and learn from each other. And I love this mentoring program, and that's why I think this is so cool, and I think LinkedIn is the star for doing it. Fantastic. It's Jay Izzo with us today. Uh, listeners are invited to send their pick for social media blunder pick or tip to the website socialmediology.com. Selected input will receive a free copy of Got Social Mediology and uh, Jay Izzo with us today. Um, what's the social media tip of the week, my friend? Yeah, you, you know, I don't think I've ever talked about this very much on this program, but there's a lot of psychological research that goes into your photo and your social media. Yeah, and. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize how important the photo really is to your social media profile. James, I don't know about you, but like I find it very difficult to connect with anybody if they don't have a photo of themselves, or if they got a picture of their dog, or they got a picture of their, you know, ba baby or grandbaby <laughs> or, or who's ever. Because, I mean, it feels a little creepy, right? I mean, we're both over 40 here, or I, at least I am. So, you know, I mean, you're connecting with somebody's picture that looks like a baby. I mean, that's creepy to me, you know, or your, you know, daughter. Who's I've never I've never been a fan of that. I uh, I, I, I don't understand why, why people do that stuff. Um, there's, there's a photographer who used to, uh, well, he used to sneak into shows and basically con his way into events. And... Uh, <laughs> He would all, he would, everybody knew who the hell this guy was, but he would put up pictures of himself with these celebrities, but he would digitize his own face. And I'm yes. like, what the hell is this? Yeah, so, I, so yeah, it's, it, it's, it's really freaking annoying. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, well, and, and the other, it is. And, and I mean, who wants, like, I know this lady, and if you're listening to me right now, I'm not going to say your name, Janet, but if I. <laughs> That's not her name. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. That's not her name. But I had to do it because I just felt like it was just so appropriate. So anyway, so she has a picture of, instead of her face, she has a picture of a giraffe. Okay. Okay. I, I, 
I don't know how many talking giraffes you know, but I don't have any in my circles. Okay, <laughs> so it, 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 I, that's I just, awesome. I've never, and I, I've asked her about it, and you know, some people say, well, you know, I'm a little uncomfortable with my looks, and blah blah blah. You know what? Get over it. You are what you are. You know, but let me communicate with the person. And the other thing about the photo is, there's some photos that are more appropriate for certain social media sites than others, and so. You know, with LinkedIn, it's really appropriate for you to be more professionally looking. But I just had this argument on LinkedIn with a group of people. There is a there is a number of people who are models, right? That's it, their business. They do modeling. That's their business. And one of them happens to be a fitness model and a fitness trainer. All right, and she's extraordinarily attractive, and she's in amazingly fit shape, and she has. About 13,000 LinkedIn followers, and she wears a bikini top and shows her ripped up abs. You know what? For her business, actually, that's appropriate because that is her business. And I got in an argument with somebody who said, Well, you know, that's inappropriate to be on LinkedIn. I'm like, Well, no, hold on, wait on here. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Why is it not appropriate for her as a fitness model and a fitness trainer when there is all sorts of talent scouts and everybody looking for folks like her? Why is it any less appropriate for her to show off her beautiful physical body? The fact is I can't because that's not my job. But if I had it, I'd do it. And so, you know, you have to be really sensible about what you're doing, but understand that every platform has a right photo. And and, and make sure it's a good photo and make sure it's a good photo of you. We've got Jay Izzo with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast, coast-to-coast, border-to-border. Socialmediology.com is the website. Check out www.socialmediology.com. Now, um, what is the social media resource of the week, my friend? Yeah, and I've never said this one on this program. You know, sometimes I will repeat one here or there because they just do something surprising or they've changed something or tweaked something, but I've never mentioned this particular resource that I think people should check out. Check out techcrunch.com. That's right. Tech, T-E-C-H, crunch, C-R-U-N-C-H.com. I'm telling you, they got the latest news on gadgets and technology, but what people don't understand is that TechCrunch doesn't just talk about technology things. They also do a lot about social media and social media marketing and what's new and what's coming up and how to uh, learn about the latest information and things that are going on in social media. So I'm really a big fan of TechCrunch, and I, I think if people will go to TechCrunch.com, I think they'll find some really interesting articles and things that can help them. And not only that, you get to check out what the latest and newest gadgets are, as well as some of the latest technology that can possibly help you or help your business. So I like TechCrunch.com. We've got Jay Izzo with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. And uh uh, check out socialmediology.com for more information. We are going to go to a quick break. I'm going to uh, hang up with Jay. We're going to do our break, then we're going to come back, and we're going to get Brian Crabtree in here. I'll be back here in just a second, my friend. And uh, we are going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to do uh, some thoughts here. We are going to uh, talk with Mr. Brian Crabtree, the big star, star stage and screen, Mr. Brian Crabtree. That's coming up here on our big broadcast, Coast to Coast, Boulder to Boulder. Tune in, iTunes, Radio Loyalty. Get more information on Jay Izzo over there at socialmediology.com. Got social mediology. Check it out. We got more coming up.
Attention, this is a public notice from Citizens Disability. If you are one of the millions of Americans who are disabled and unable to work, you may be entitled to disability benefits from Social Security. Receiving benefits is your right if you suffer from a physical or mental disability. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied, Citizens Disability can help. You'll be given an advocate who will evaluate your situation, handle your application, and deal with Social Security. Best of all, there is no fee until you receive your benefits. We only get paid if you win your case. To get started with your free no-obligation consultation, call 800-504-1639. That's 800-504-1639. There are a vast number of conditions that can make you eligible for disability benefits, many that you may not be aware of. So if you're disabled and unable to work, Call Citizens Disability today. Again, that's 800-504-1639. 800-504-1639. That's Citizens Disability. 800-504-1639. Hello, everybody. I'm Kip Marlowe, author of The Entrepreneur's Success and Sacrifice. If you're interested in starting a business, growing your current one, or just need some inspiration, this is the book for you. Learn the secrets of success from entrepreneurs like Arlene Neen, who just started her seventh company. At the age of 96, order it at ecrsuccess.com or at Amazon and learn 22 stories of ordinary people who became wildly successful. It could change your life. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-835-0176 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-835-0176 now. Again, that's 800-835-0176. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Dan Perkins here for Songs and Stories for Soldiers with your veterans tip of the day. Did you know that the suicide rate for women vets is 12 times that of their sisters in civilian life? Did you know that one in four women vets feel uncomfortable about talking to people about their mental health issues? Did you know almost 600,000 women vets in America are suffering from PTSD? It's time to help. It's time for all of us to encourage our sisters, mothers, and wives to get help by contacting their local VA hospital clinic or community-based health care center. So if you know a woman vet that is suffering, go to va.gov and find their nearest VA facility. This has been Dan Perkins of Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us with your veterans tip of the day. An incredible new marketing partner was today at Transmedia Worldwide. An amazing, amazing Kickstarter project. Help thousands of families and get permanent rewards by backing this incredible campaign. Check it out today on Kickstarter.com. That's K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Wildfire Protection Barrier Shield. Wildfires. It's about time we change how we protect our investments. Devastating wildfires destroy thousands of structures every year. And Crystal Saunders is with us today to help us with this incredible project. Check it out on Kickstarter.com. A protective barrier that saves property and belongings from wildfires. Wildfires have devastating consequences for people caught in their path. Thousands of families lose their homes, businesses, and belongings every year. Wildfires move quickly and unpredictably. People 
in at-risk areas usually have little warning before they must evacuate their homes, leaving them with no option to abandon their belongings and get on the road quickly. They return to find that their home, business, family, heirlooms, and the memorable moments they shared in those places are gone. Many of them are left destitute and without a home. Check it out today on Kickstarter.com. That's K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-D-E-R.com. Search Wildfire Protection Barrier Shield and tell them you Oh, we got to get back on the air, kids. It is the world-famous Cheeky Jaguar radio broadcast. We're going to be talking with Brian Crabtree, publisher of Talk40.com, as well as contributor to Townhall.com, Clash Daily, and Daily Caller. Here in just a few seconds, we're also going to bring in Jay Izzo to be part of the conversation. Jay is going to be uh, riding shotgun and co-hosting the show with us today here in our big broadcast. or doing a little Alex Jones stuff today. You know, he always has like 35 people on his show. So, uh, we will... We will get to Mr. Brian Crabtree here in just a few seconds. We're waiting on him to pick up his phone, calling him on Skype audio. And uh, today, Google cancels meeting on diversity, citing safety concerns for employees. This is going to be a hell of a deal. And uh, hopefully we can get Mr. Brian Crabtree in here. Hopefully. Hopefully he picks the phone up. I believe there's Hi, you've reached the voicemail of Brian Crabtree. My email is brian, B-R-Y-A-N, at housedog.com. That's H-O-U-S-E-D-O-G.com. I check emails frequently throughout the day, and I try to return all voicemails within the same day that I receive them. Thank you for calling, and have a great day. Dang it. Well, we'll have Brian. Well, uh, well Brian, it's uh, James Lowe from KJAG Radio and iHeartRadio calling you for your radio interview uh, we, we caught you a little late here. I apologize for that. Our commercial break ran long, but, uh, we'll try to call you back here in just a second, my friend. Appreciate it. So we're going to do this. We're going to try to call him back one more time here. We're going to give him a couple seconds there to check his voicemail and be ready to go. And then we're going to jump back in the mix. We're going to see if he picks the phone up. Let's see if he picks the phone up here. Why do I sound like Regis Feldman today? I wanted to pick up the phone over here. Nobody remembers the magic of Regis Feldman. All these kids today with their YouTubes and their Facebooks and their Instagrams. They don't remember the magic of Regis. Who wants to be a millionaire? People kind of re- faintly remember that. But I remember Regis from Regis and Kathy Lee. I remember being homesick from school watching Regis Feldman. Freak out about things. Talking to people like the Ultimate Warrior and stuff. He would have the Warrior on in full regalia, as they say. Hi, you've reached the voicemail of Brian Crabtree. We've reached the voicemail of Brian Crabtree again. Um, we are going to go ahead and, I guess, try to bring Jay Izzo back into the mix. I don't know. I, can I, I, can't, I can't bring him in, but call Brian as well. So we'll do this. We'll go ahead and we'll... Um, we will, uh, I guess, vamp here. Well, I was vamping. I was talking about... Uh, what the hell was I talking about? I was talking about Regis. Regis Feldman. The big star. Star stage and screen, Regis Feldman. Regis used to do all the WrestleManias. Did they put him in the WWE Hall of Fame? I think they might have. He got in before British Bulldog did. <laughs> he got in before Savage and the Warrior did. My God. Regis Feldman. Big star. If you've ever heard 
Howard Stern's impressions of Regis Philbin on his show. Those, those, those are quite funny. Or Opie and Anthony doing impressions of, of Regis living in the same building as Howard Stern, which is always fun. That's a good one. But uh, I think Brian... Hi, you've reached the voicemail of Brian Crabtree. My got, email is we've Brian... we voicemail again. Hi, right, well, we're going to go back to uh, Jay Izzo. Bring him back in here. I don't know what's going on with Jet with uh with Mr. Brian Crabtree. So we're gonna bring Jay Izzo back into the mix because we can't get Brian Crabtree on the phone. So oh, no. I don't know where the hell he is. We're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do a segment, and then we're gonna take a break, and then I'm gonna try to call him for another segment. So Okay, because I James, I don't know if you've I, I really want to talk to Brian and just let our listeners know Brian Crabtree is um the editor of talk forty dot com and he also contributes to a number of other um Online magazines, uh, townhall.com, I think is another one that he contributes yes. to. And I don't, I don't know last time you looked at talk40.com, but he's got some really great stories. Yes. On there. And yes. by the way, they're verifiable. These are not, this is not fake, not like, you know, sometimes some this of This isn't like the stuff you see on Facebook where they're like, John Cena got into a car accident today. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> That's uh, the original fake news. <laughs> no. No, yeah, the I Undertaker mean, I mean, died in the ring today. You know, yeah, like that's, that. I mean that's crazy. Um, but anyway, he's got some really cool stuff there, and you know, he's got one article on there I wanted to ask him about and get his thoughts on. Is that I, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but uh, there is a ESPN football announcer, and his <laughs> name yes, yes, is Robert Lee. He's Asian, and he's Chinese. <laughs> He speaks fluent English. He's been he's been doing football games since his time at Syracuse, where he graduated from. Speaks, of course, amazing English. As a matter of fact, doesn't even sound like he's Asian at all. Yeah. And he also speaks fluent Mandarin Chinese. And uh, he is not allowed to do the University of Virginia game in Charlottesville versus William and Mary. And and it, and I, as I read the article a little bit deeper, I guess he kind of agreed to it or was kind of questioning whether he should do it or something like that. But I, I really wanted to talk to him about this because this, all this stuff, you know, and Charlottesville just up the street from me here in North Carolina, right? I mean, it's, yes, you know, it's what, four, three and a half, four hours from Hop, me. Hop, skipping a jump, essentially. Yeah. And so um, this is... I really want to talk to him about it because it's really kind of crazy. Well, the we stuff that's- we are we we are gonna kind of vamp here for for a couple moments, and then we'll take another commercial break. Then I will call him again, and we'll sure. see if we can get him on. Um, I, I I do wanted to get uh, your thoughts on a on a story that uh, is really strange. Um, this this fairly recently, since you're in the uh, the tech world. Um, Google has recently canceled meeting on diversity, citing safety concerns for employees. Uh, the CEO <laughs> scheduled a meeting after the firing of a Google engineer, which had set off a nationwide debate. Um, <laughs> what, yeah. what, do, what do you know about this? Okay. <laughs> so, okay, so here's the deal. I don't know if you know the whole, how this, this whole story went, right? So, one of the Google engineers basically writes a memo and the memo has kind of gotten blown out of proportion because it doesn't exactly i don't know it doesn't exactly say but it infers what they're implying that it says and basically what it infers is that 
you know, many of the Google engineers or most of the Google engineers who have done most of the work, quality work at Google have been male. And he wrote something to that effect. And it, it's not a question that the female workers w- were not contributing. There's just more male engineers is the number of things. But it came out that he was saying something about the female engineers were not up to the standard of the male engineers. That's that's basically how this thing comes out. Well, so Google decides to, to fire this guy. And not only do they fire, then they decide they're going to have a little diversity training. Well, that didn't go too well because then all of a sudden everything starts falling apart. And some people are blaming some people are blaming the alt right. I I don't even know who those people are. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I, I guess I'm not one of them because I don't I didn't even know this was happening. <laughs> so anyway, so yes. Google cancels the diversity because of some sort of alt right trolling. That's what Mashable says, right? But then if you go to Business Insider, it says that, well, okay, maybe it's not the alt-right trolling, but maybe there is a freedom of speech issue here at hand. And then Google, if you go to MarketWatch, you get a version that says that Google's canceling it for harassment concerns. Here's the thing. Okay, New York New York Post says it's safety, harassment safety. Okay, here's the deal. <laughs> <laughs> it, the, the, the point of the matter is Google is canceling it because I got to tell you, if Google does diversity training inside of Google headquarters, who's going to who's going to touch them? No one. So that's the thing. No one. So, no one is going to touch them. So for them to cancel it, there's something way way bigger than trolls. Okay, because if you want to, you know, Mashable Mashable is saying that, well, they're being trolled so much that that's the reason they're canceling the diversity training. I don't think so. I'm just going to be really honest with you. I don't, first of all, I do not see a bunch of alt-right engineers who are used to, used to sitting in a cubicle behind a computer all of a sudden getting up enough energy to get out of their seats and remove themselves from their potato chips or whatever else they eat and start having a rally. Okay, I just do not see that at all. So there is something much bigger than all of this, than than safety, in my opinion, than safety concerns or because people are trolling or whatever it is. There's something way, way bigger than that, and 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 I don't think anybody really knows. And only Google, only the heads of Google know that. And I mean, even Business Insiders, you know, when I read this article in Business Insider, they were saying that it was safety concerns, and. So I, you know, I know you don't know who Sundar uh, Pichai is, but uh, he's the CEO. Ah, of, okay. okay. And he canceled this company-wide town hall meeting to address diversity. And uh, evidently, two hours before it was to begin, he pulls the plug on the thing. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. And he said, I mean, according to the story, it says that. They were going to, employees were concerned that they were going to be outed online and feared for their safety. And so that's the reason they canceled. It, it makes no sense. It, it makes, it makes zero sense why they did it. And I think, I think honestly that they're kind of managing to an exception anyway. Okay. I mean, I don't think you have to have a company wide diversity training thing when the one person writes what he writes and he's fired. 
so you gotta, you gotta bring the whole company in and that sounds kind of silly. So, um, I, I, James, the, the fact that, the fact that they were even going to do this just to me was just overreaction anyway. So it's not going to happen. So <laughs> yes, it's absolutely amazing. We've got Jay Izzo it with is us today. Amazing. He joins us live here in our broadcast, and uh, this we're going to do this. We are going to take a uh, a brief timeout, two-minute timeout. We're going to hang up with Jay. We're going to try to call Crabtree again and get him in here, and uh, I will be right back, Jay. Okay. Don't go anywhere, sir. I'll be right back. Jay Izzo uh, joining us on the old Skyper Rooney. We are going to uh, take a 60-second timeout here and uh, come back with more. This is a public notice from Citizens Disability. If you are one of the millions of Americans who are disabled and unable to work, you may be entitled to disability benefits from Social Security. Receiving benefits is your right if you suffer from a physical or mental disability. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied, Citizens Disability can help. You'll be given an advocate who will evaluate your situation, handle your application, and deal with Social Security. Best of all, there is no fee until you receive your benefits. We only get paid if you win your case. To get started with your free no-obligation consultation, call 800-504-1639. That's 800-504-1639. There are a vast number of conditions that can make you eligible for disability benefits, many that you may not be aware of. So if you're disabled and unable to work, Call Citizens Disability today. Again, that's 800-504-1639. 800-504-1639. That's Citizens Disability. 800-504-1639. Hello, everybody. I'm Kip Marlowe, author of The Entrepreneur's Success and Sacrifice. If you're interested in starting a business, growing your current one, or just need some inspiration, this is the book for you. Learn the secrets of success from entrepreneurs like Arlene Neen, who just started her seventh company. At the age of 96, order it at ecrsuccess.com or at Amazon and learn 22 stories of ordinary people who became wildly successful. It could change your life. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-835-0176 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-835-0176 now. Again, that's 800-835-0176. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Four seven three sixty five and available worldwide on the internet. This is the number one talk show online, the world famous Jiggy Jaguar show. Well, we are going to try to call Mr. Brian Crabtree again, the big star, star stage, and screen Mr. Brian Crabtree. Bring him in here and see what we can do with Mr. Brian Crabtree. We're going to see if he picks the phone up, the Skype up, picks the Skype up. Well, he can pick the Skype up because he's not being called on Skype. He's being called on the phone. 
There's Brian Crabtree, I believe. Hi, you've reached the voicemail of nope. Brian Crabtree. We've My email is brian, B-R-Y-A-N, at housedog.com. That's H-O-U-S-E-D-O-G.com. I check email frequently throughout the day, and I try to return all voicemails within the same day that I receive them. Thank you for calling, and have a great day. Well, we keep getting voicemail. There it is. Uh, Mr. Brian Crabtree, it's James Lowe with iHeartRadio, giving you a call for your radio interview. Um, I guess we couldn't make it work today. Uh, I apologize, and uh, have yourself a wonderful day. That is Brian Crabtree. He's not with us. So we're going to pull Jay Ezzo back in. (laughs) We're going to do, I guess, the rest of the show with Jay Ezzo. Okay, no Brian Crabtree. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's not awesome, but it is because... I want to go back to James Damore. Okay. Yes. Who's James Damore? So James Damore is the Google engineer who wrote the famous memo. Yes. He wrote the, this this famous memo. So anyway, he he was the one who wrote, and basically, what he said. And I'm not going to read you the entire letter, but basically what he said was that biologically, men were more predisposed to being engineers than women, This was his opinion, and that Google uh, was politically biased and that if you were a conservative in the Google company, you were not going to advance. You were, not going, to, you were going to be shamed. Wow. Or you were going to be published or silenced. And he entitled the memo called The Echo Chamber, is what it was titled. And he was, he was, and so he's now suing. Uh, he spoke with, he spoke with, um, it's called, he, he entitled it Google's Ideological Echo Chamber. And he basically wrote these things that Basically, that he um, he just felt that you know when it comes to diversity, that he felt that more men were predisposed to being engineers than women. That was really his. That was really the big thing. This created a huge backlash because somebody within Google, and you know how these people are, right? I, <laughs> yes, yes. There's always some. There's always somebody. There's always somewhere. some. I don't. There's somebody. Do you know there's so many wusses in this country? <laughs> you You're are just, you are correct, sir. As Jim as Jim Cornette wuss. would say, you've won the pony. <laughs> it's like you know what we used to call these when we used to be on the playground back in Nebraska. Because I grew up, you know, farm kind of a farm well, kid before I went to college and got edge educated, or what do they say here in North Carolina? Edumacated. Edumacated, as they say. Edumacated. So anyway, so before all that, you know, you were a rat if you ratted out somebody. You know what I mean? And so now that we have social media, people feel like this is their opportunity to rat somebody out. So this person who's all offended. Didn't, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't people who used to rat other people out. Didn't like in the fifties, uh, if you were like in the in the gangster world, you slept with the fishes. 
Yeah, well, this is the thing. Okay, we used to rat out people who actually committed real legitimate crimes. Crimes, yes. All right? These people, these people actually killed somebody. We didn't, we didn't cost somebody their job because you disagreed with them. That just, that blows me away. I mean, it just, I mean, it irritates, it irritates me, it irritates me personally, but it irritates me professionally as a psychological professional. That it that people are so willing to sacrifice somebody for something that they said. You just cost this guy his his career, his his job. You cost his family. You cost his children. You did all of this because you didn't agree because it didn't feel good to you. Are you kidding me? It didn't feel good to you, so you're going to cost this guy his entire career, and you feel good about that. See, who's the, who's the bigger jerk? Is the bigger jerk the guy who writes the memo, who he writes it because he has an opinion, or is it the guy who just cost that guy his job and is going to make it very difficult on him getting another job? Who's the bad guy in all this? I think really well, I, and see that's the thing. Who is who is the bad guy in this situation? Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, because or I'm sorry. You know what? That was really horribly gender stereotypical. Who is the bad girl in all this? <laughs> who's the bad person? <laughs> yeah, who's the bad person? I, gotta, I even got to be careful on the radio, right? I mean, I mean, I mean, but you're going to end up having those memes sent sent towards uh, you about uh, assuming someone's gender. Gender, yeah. I know. <laughs> and it's so. I mean, I don't. And actually, you know what? You bring that up. That actually happened to me. Oh really? Believe it or not, I wrote something. I wrote something, and I used the all-inclusive word like him or his, right? Yes. Because I'm writing it, right? And this lady gets on Facebook because I'm writing this positive thing that's positive, right? And this lady gets on me. I mean, she is just railing me. Oh, just clip typical male chauvinist. Everything is him, his, him, his. And I said, and I wrote her back, and I said, yeah, you know, my wife is like one of the most successful real estate people in the world. And she thought it was a pretty good article. And it shut her up. <laughs> my wife thought it was great. She's one of the most successful awesome. women in, in real estate. And, I mean, she's, she's spoken, she has spoken, my wife, the lovely and talented Linda Kraft, and uh, who uh, is a real estate uh, mogul here. Well, I, don't, I don't know if it's mogul, but she owns her own company here in the greater Research Triangle Park area, greater Raleigh area. She is asked to speak. I mean, she speaks with government dignitaries because of her success as a female business owner. And so this woman was attacking me <laughs> for using him and his and he in my little write-up thing because she felt that I was being, you know, and I, I really wasn't. It was just that I'm a male, and it's just kind of I wasn't thinking that way. And my wife's my wife had to come to my defense and go, actually, as a successful woman business owner, I think it's pretty awesome. And so, I mean, that's crazy, right? I mean, this is this tells you what the world's coming to, James, because we're yes. imploding. We yes. it is imploding before our very eyes. I don't know if you realize this, but <laughs> I don't know if you realize this, but uh... but the United States is imploding right before our very eyes. It's imploding. Man, I mean, 
we are we are so primed to be taken over by another country. Because what what is what is the one thing that if you're going to take over a country, what do you what do you, what is the one thing every country that's ever been taken over has in common? They're politically divided, and so the the bigger that they can make the political division, the easier it is for us to be taken over. Very and we are, so. we are we are primed for that right Very now. Very much so. George Soros has clearly you know written driven a line. Oh, very much so. Oh, and, very much so. You are completely and, correct on that. I mean, he's he's put a line in the sand. He wants this to be divided. Because as soon as... I mean, the the fact of the matter is what happened in Charlottesville... Okay, okay let, let me get this out, just because I need to. Yeah, jump in there. Jump in. Okay. Okay, ladies and gentlemen... I live on this side of the country. Many of you live in the Midwest, and you listen to us here on iHeartRadio 24-7 JAG Radio, and you listen to us through the G-JAG Wire app, which, by the way, you should be downloading on your iPhone. And if you have it on your iPhone, you listen to us right now, tell the person who's in the car next to you while you're listening to us to download that app right now, okay? I'll give you a second to tell them that. Okay, good. Tell your friends to download the G-JAG app. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so let me let me just say something about this whole white supremacy Nazi thing. And I know I'm treading on some thin ice here, but I'm not. Folks, do you understand that this group has been around for like longer than I have been alive and James has been alive? Okay? And they've been doing these type of things for a long time. And no one has ever stepped in front of it to stop it, ever. Seriously, they haven't. It, it, you know, we are acting like this is the first time that this type of thing has ever happened. Folks, you were probably, many of you are not old enough to know, but I want you to go to YouTube. Okay, yeah, this thing called YouTube. I want you to go look up 60s <laughs> the and... The YouTube. The YouTube, and go <laughs> to 60s and 70s videos of the riots of all sorts of people of color getting the living crap beat out of them, and they did nothing. And it's been going on for 50 years, this whole thing, with this white supremacist Nazi groups have been going on for 50 years, and no one has done anything. So you all want to, you all want to jump on Donald Trump, because he didn't do enough. Well, folks, you should have been doing something about it 50 years ago. But nobody did anything. Everybody sat on their hands back in the 60s. Everybody sat on their hands and turned their back in the 70s. Everybody didn't want to pay attention to it in the 80s. No one, no one even thought it was a concern in the 90s. We get to the 2000s, and everybody's kind of, you know, maybe there's an eye open. But now that we are where we are in our political climate, now it's a big deal. And I'm going to just tell you right now, that is wrong and that is foolish. And I just I just had this conversation <clears throat> with a one of my best friends who happens to be black and we're training together. We train together. Jerome and I train together four days a week. And we were just having this conversation and we were just talking about why now is it a big deal? Why do you want us to condemn it now? Why weren't you condemning this thing 20, 30 years ago? Where were you people then? 
right? And I'm, I'm yes. asking you because because you can you can go out there, and I'm not saying that what Trump said is right. I'm not saying that. So don't don't read that into what I'm saying. I'm just saying that if you're going to condemn these incidents, you should. This thing would have never happened if 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, we had to put a stop to this. We wouldn't have this today, but we didn't because we didn't think it was a big deal. But now all of a sudden it's a big deal. And now we have people doing dumb things. I'm just telling you dumb things. I'm, University of North Carolina, which is right here in my backyard in Chapel Hill, I just read where a student said, we need to get rid of the statue because it makes, it makes us violent. I'm like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever read from a college education. <laughs> it makes us violent. How does a statue make you violent? That is that is the dumbest, most ignorant thing I've ever heard anybody say. A statue, by the way, which by definition means that it's not real and doesn't do anything. A statue makes you violent. I'm, uh, yes, I, that was dead air because I want you to really think about that statement because that perhaps is the dumbest thing I've ever heard come out of an educated person's mouth or quote-unquote educated person's mouth. First of all, a statue does nothing but sit there. Okay, so it can't make anybody do anything. All right? And I want to say something else about these statues. Okay, they're reminders that, in fact, bad things really happened. Okay? And they're put up to be a reminder, to, let, to remind us never to go back there and do those things again. Ever. Again. Now we want to remove it because we do not want to evidently know that that history ever happened. So we want to remove the reminders. We want to remove those reminders that say these were horrible things that happened. Nobody is going to these things to celebrate them. I've never seen anybody celebrate any of these statues, ever. But they are a reminder that there was a time in this country where we were doing horrible things to people. And we should never let that happen again. So when we decide to take down these statues... And, and I really hope people really think about this. When we decide to take down these statues, and we will because we overreact, we are left with no reminders of a time in this country where we treated people horribly. And we're going to start all over again, and we're going to do it. And it's just going to be a different group with a different name. And you say that's not going to happen. Well, that's what they said in Germany, right? They were called Jews. Nobody thought that anything bad was going to happen there. They weren't they weren't black, they weren't of color. They were Jews. And we killed millions of them. Well out it. Right? Because but they're just a different group. Same thing's going to happen here. It's just that it's not going to be the same group. Maybe we want maybe maybe it won't be. Maybe it will be. I don't know. But I could tell you that when you remove the reminders you know, like the Germans burned all the books. We remove all the reminders that reminded us of what, what we could be and what we don't want to be again. When we do that, then we open ourselves up to doing something just as bad or worse with another group of people. Okay, I'm done. I'm going to get off that horse. <laughs>
That's awesome. It's Jay Izzo with us today. He joins us live here on iHeartRadio, also AMFM247.com. Tune in, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, a complete list of stations are available at our website, JiggyJaguar.com. Uh, download the app, JiggyJaguar.us, or you can find it at most of the app stores. And uh, pick up Jay's book, Got Social Mediology. It is available uh, in, in audio form. It's available in written form as well. Uh, PDF, the whole nine yards. Um, it is Jay Izzo. And... Uh, <laughs> Now, uh, now, can we talk some positive? Can we talk something positive? Because I'm, I'm, yes, I, go jump in there, my man. Let's talk about something positive because I, I know you really, really well. So, uh, uh well, first of all, let me ask you a question. When are we going to get a radio station out here in my area that carries this show? How do we do that? How do you uh, basically, we've, we've got to find a radio station that's interested in carrying it first off. <laughs> that would be, uh, that that would be one step. Okay. Uh, essentially, you just have to find a, uh, a, a a talk radio or an AM station that would be interested in carrying the show, and then we we make it happen. That's okay. It. Well, we need to talk about that because you know what? I have a lot of listeners, a lot of people who go, "Man, I would love. To, I wish you were here live, and you know that type of thing." Because you know, I send out the to my followers, I send out the post stuff because and I try to get it early many times it just doesn't happen but I have people go well how do we get the station so that we can hear you guys here because it sounds like you guys have a lot of fun and I said we do have a lot of fun and they said we'd love to get out here so alright so then we'll have to talk about that you have, so the, uh, you have the golden tones and people want to hear them well it's not me I mean <laughs> I just I just try to add to it so here let's talk about something else positive positive. Okay, and I, I love this there. because you realize we're on the brink of football season. Yes. And I am a big football guy. Huge football You're guy. You're a big football and, guy. Now are, are are you are you are you a college football guy or are you just uh or are you an NFL fan? Dude, I love six man football. Or, I don't or, care. Or or, or 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 are you watching uh uh what what the hell was it back in the day? The Canadian Football League with Doug Flutie and all Dude, that. I still watch the Canadian Football League. <laughs> I still do, man. The Grey Cup is huge, right? I mean, I, I love the Grey Cup. The Grey Cup is huge. I love football. I, lo- I love football. Period. And you know, in the Midwest, where you know I was raised and where you were at, yes, right. You know, Midwestern college football is a big deal. But then again, you guys also had the Kansas City Chiefs, and yes, we do have the Kansas City Chiefs, and and. Uh... All the all the uh, all the interesting things that come with that. Uh, Joe Montana was a chief at one time. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? All these Finished things. up his career in Kansas City. Um, sadly, I mean, because he was not the same guy he was when, of course, when he won all the Super Bowls. But that was kind of cool too. But okay, so you and I remember when there was this thing called the Big Eight. Yes. In the Midwest, right? Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, there was a time. There was the Big Eight, and Kansas had two schools in the Big Eight, Kansas and Kansas State. And then it became the Big 12, and it was Nebraska and Iowa and everything, and now everything is Iowa State, and now everything Nebraska. is Nebraska. Yeah, it was all, it's all, yeah, well, we were the Cornhuskers, right? I yes. Mean, we were the, right. Yes. And a lot of people don't know this, but back in the day, the University of Kansas 
their their major rival was actually Oklahoma. Really? Yes. They Kansas could Kansas could lose every game of the year and they would play Oklahoma nine to six. Yeah, That's I mean a hell they of a were deal. It's a major that was a major, major rivalry at one point was Kansas Oklahoma. It was huge. It was this little known it was this little known rivalry that most people didn't know about that was actually a big deal for many years, especially in the seventies, sixties and seventies, was Kansas Oklahoma. Big, big deal. So do you so do you follow football? Do you do the football thing? Uh, I mean I mean you got I, I mean, don't got really do I don't really see that this is the thing. <laughs> Here we go. Um I I like the uh I like the Raiders because I'm a huge Bo Jackson mark and uh I, I always like Lyle Alzado even though towards the end he he did the whole steroids ruined once I'm like steroids didn't do that to you but that's fine. Uh, and uh and and all and all these things but uh I just can't sit through a football game. I just can't. I, I, I can play video games all day long. I love Madden. I love Tech Mobile. Um, oh my gosh. That's kind a- of, kind of an odd. And I, I, some, some, some of the stations are not, I'm not going to enjoy me, me, me kind of referencing this story as I've told the story on the air. And sometime we might have to have Jay on, on the Sunday radio show and I'll tell the story or I'll just call him on the phone or something. But, uh, I always, I always reminisce about a, um, a uh, a menage a trois that I had uh, at at someone's house during a Super Bowl party, but that's that's the only kind of connection to football I have. <laughs> so, uh, uh, <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, um, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> it's a hell of a deal, my friend. Uh, uh, <laughs> exactly. I, um, yeah. Okay. So. So I'm not not a big football watcher, as they okay, say. I, yes. Well. Okay. I'm, okay we'll, moving on. From, we'll reel it uh, back to that. That that's uh, the question. Dude, that's dude, the phrase that pays, as they say in radio. There's, there is nothing there that I can. Ah <laughs> yes. So. So okay. So have you have you seen have you 